0: I am your poor, I am your vendor, I am your maid, I am the thought of borders, I am your next level wet bag 5.0. I am no borders, your teacher, the single mother, the dreamer, the fighter, the the tortilla flipper, the powder detergent carrier, the hands with bleach, she, the one that worries about healthcare, childcare, the survivor, the artist, the giver, la mujer that you're going to bring home to your mother. I am the first generation walking on the land. I am every dream they wanted me to be. I am the boogie woman, praying for families in detention centers, hands in the dirt of the cotton fields, loving sin
1: papeles. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 51 of Boys in the Barrio. I would like to welcome everybody who's listening at this moment. Um, For us, it's been a while since we last recorded, so... Jamal, welcome again. Yeah. Last you one, I, last one. I did it without you, so. Yeah, I you heard it. it was
2: pretty dope. You, um, you had the interview. With the what was it, grandpa? Eastern, yeah. With Easton Entertainment. Was yeah, dope. yeah, yeah, man. That was actually really good. Shout um,
1: got a full house with my cousin Kevin here. We'll say, what's up, Kevin? What's up? How you doing? <laughs> good. I'm doing good. Oh, uh, so I far... didn't know I was gonna be here. I just kind of work. Hey, but that's how, work <laughs> that's how things work out. That's how things work out. Right, Sorry, that's death so today's guest first of all i wanted to uh thank her and then before i introduce i wanted to give a little backstory so we've done 50 episodes so far of boys in the barrio Mm -hmm. and kevin was one of the first ones that what i would tell me like man we should get a girl we should get a girl on and i was telling her uh before when when she got here we were talking and i told her that the reason i never got a girl on the podcast was because I don't know, I'm the type that goes by what I feel. You get what I mean, when the time is right, and what is right, and who is right, and all that other stuff. So, you know, when I first met her, I met her at, I didn't even get to meet her actually. I just saw her performing, doing her thing. And I was like, man, she's dope, or whatever. Next thing you know, we're, you know, on Instagram communicating, and then it was like, okay, let's make it happen. But, I always wanted to have a girl on the podcast, but I just wanted to make sure that it was, you know, Of perfect fit especially us we're our stories are fucking barrio related you get what i mean we say a lot of stuff that you know everybody needs to find a way to relate to so at the same time i didn't always want to say something that would offend somebody either so so now we have found the perfect one i would like to welcome diane benavides rios to the podcast Thank you for joining us. Today.
0: Hey, ya llegué. Ya llegué. I
1: would like, I would like to thank you for joining us today. It's really a pleasure Thanks. for us to have you on the show. Um, first of all, if you could give us a little backstory of you and where you come from, where you were raised, and all that good stuff before we get started.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Diane, also known as Lucha or Shanghai Kid. <laughs> Or a uh, wet bag 5.0. <laughs> so there's yes. like four. There's different players. versions. Yeah, there's it's been different versions. versions. This one's been updated. on 5.0 now. No,
1: <laughs> so what you posted yesterday. Yeah, like it was like it was loading. Yeah. Waiting for it to get there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I got my label right here. My model. Wet bag 5.0. Also known as your boogie woman. Because you know sometimes my poetry, I spit it and it may not be as nice as you want it to be. Uh, I was uh, (coughs) Born in Pasadena, Texas Mm. So that's my aesthetic Mm -hmm. You know Warehouses and <laughs> 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 that's the only thing I can recall. Gai- Gaius that? and Stankadina. <laughs> Stankadina. And uh, you know, because people see Pasadena now, and it's it's a newer Pasadena.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Before it was worse. I mean, you know, up, they, so
0: that's why I ask when people say, "Oh, I went to Pasadena," I'm like, "Well, what side?" did You go to the side <laughs> where they have like Panera Bread, because I don't, I'm not from there. Uh, you know, so I was, uh, I grew up on Jenkins Road. And anyone who's who's from around there, you know, it's just like one little street, and it's just like a barrio. It's just like all apartments, and we all went to the same school, you know. So definitely, my aesthetic is Pasadena, Texas. I uh, I left home when I was twelve years old, and uh, you know, did my thing for a little bit.
1: You left like to just leave? Just or? left.
0: Yeah, just left. You well, know,
1: like by yourself.
0: Yeah, by myself.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. At 12? At 12. I know, man. My parents were going to kill me. I, I, that's what I was about <laughs> like, to say. Like, I damn. almost died, literally and figuratively. Damn. Um, but at that time, you know, when I grew up, how I grew up is that both of my parents are from Mexico. But, you know, they ended up not staying together. And at that time, you know, my mom was a single mom. She was trying to do her own thing. And so, you know, I was raised on, I was raised on government cheese. I was raised on food stamps when they were actually like estampillas, yeah. like not mm. the Lone Star card, you know? And, uh, our meat was like canned meat and like, <laughs> <laughs> like, but you know, my mom always cooked for us. We always had a place to stay. And, um, but I, I, just, you know, I, I had read books and I just knew that there was more, more than Jenkins road. And so at 12, I just, I just said, fuck it. I left, you know, I told my sister I'll come back one day. And I did. And, uh, after a while I went to go live with my dad. And uh, that's when I got to be around like Missouri City area, and uh, then I I left. I got married at eighteen. You know the the typical Chicana thing to do. You know my dad was like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all good. And by the way, I brought the picture today because I I just came from my dad's house because we were celebrating his birthday. Actually, you say
1: that story right now when we first met right now. It's better coming out of you.
0: Okay, so I just came from over there because it was his birthday and I took him some frijoles and some salsa that I made. And uh, he was like, hey, you know, here, take the picture because, you know, it's like we've had it here since like 95. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> it's too <old. laughs> like it's fucking
0: old like you're gonna take it or what it's taking up space we're trying to declutter our home and i was like yeah i'm gonna take it so i put it in the back seat he's like you're gonna go home i was like no nah, i'm gonna go somewhere else and he was like "No, el el and i was like dad I'm, i got you i got you don't worry i got you so we so i get here and you come out to meet me And I'm like, hey, you know, hugs, handshakes, all that. And then I'm like, I got one more thing to take out of my car. And she's like, okay.
1: I thought thought it was going to be an art piece. Like, she was working on it or something, you know?
0: So, it's like leaning up on my car seat, like my baby's car seat. And then
1: she pulls out this big old thing, and I'm like, okay, what is this? And then I look, and I'm like, quinceañera, like, what the hell? It's like
0: like bigger than a five-year-old child.
1: And mm-hmm. then the thing is that she comes in and she's like, "Oh, that's not all." She get send me the other one, which is the uh, the other
2: one she put oh, right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, that, that one over there. there. Yeah, I the was in the picture with the with the glamour shy hand. Yeah. Right there. Hey, <laughs> gently, you're not holding your face away; yeah. anyway, you just slightly touch it.
0: Yeah, man, it's delicate touches, man. Exactly. It's like I had the white gloves, yeah. pearl.
2: I kind of walked in on them too, and they were just staring like at the picture, and I was looking at them, and I looking at the picture, I'm like. <laughs> Hey, what's up? You know, like, what,
1: like what were they looking at? Like, what? Like, it was an art piece, right? Yeah, like, yeah, she, is, like, she just I, finished it. I thought
2: y'all were like already recording and started, so I'm like, damn, I'm coming in quietly and stuff. But they're just dead and they're just standing there talking about it, like, like, all right, cool, that's
0: what's up. Well, the thing about it is, like, if you look at the quinceañera picture right now, I mean, that's the that's the last of the era of the of the quinceañeras with the pink dresses. Man, check it out. Like, I mean, that was for real. Like, if you didn't wear a pink dress back then, it was blasphemy, y'all. Like what the hell you mean you're gonna wear a turquoise dress or Teresa, morada you like, you purple, Teresa? What, you wear purple? Mm-hmm. ¿Qué ¿Qué <laughs> <laughs> it's like wearing fucking red to your communion. the the Lavender,
2: first I'm, I'm gonna forgive you, i to forgive you. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> you
0: wearing black and shit to the wedding. No, but, so like, I remember when I got the dress. All right, total Chicana, sorry. I remember mm. when I got the dress. At that time, I did not want to have a quince. I was in ROTC in high school. Right. I was like, man, I'm too hard for this, man. I can't be getting no pizza dress, man. You know, but then everybody convinced me you have to have it. It's going to be like disastrous. You'll be shameful. Everyone like I was like, why? Just buy me a car. Yeah. You know, they're like, no, you got to work for your car. I'm like, damn.
3: (laughs) All right. (laughs)
0: Fine. I'll do it that way. So we go get the dress. It was a hand like secondhand dress. Mind you, someone else had worn it It as a cutout in the back. It has like pearls like dripping in the back. It has the big puffy sleeves, all right. Mm-hmm. Mm. And um, I got the cut eyebrow going on, oh. all right. Exhibit oh, A. Damn. Exhibit A. Cut eyebrow.
3: Okay. I right just out. realized like, that. Uh, See that? Uh, Bam. Okay.
0: Dark lip liner. Of course. Bam. You know that. And then I got my my pulsera, you know, got the little neck the the bracelet, and then uh.
1: You got the little red one, pa' que no te peguen ojo.
0: Right, right, right. And I still got one on right now. You notice I took on my jingly one because I knew we were going to be recording. I was like, ah, not the ojo, okay? No, I can't trust nobody. Okay, I love you, but I can't trust nobody like that. And then, and then, um, so yeah, I mean, that that's that's iconic, yo. That is like an art piece. If you think about it now, you know, that that was super iconic, the cut eyebrow and everything else. And But anyways, my quince happened. You know, we had a good time. Like nobody came because, like, not my like my friends. Nobody came for my friends. I mean, we were too hard for that. But my chambelanes were ROTC
1: cadets. Oh, so they were like very like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so here's here's the here's like the, they ball. Will play a cumbia the, the <laughs> And so like they're dancing and they're like, you know, what are we gonna dance to? Because we had been practicing, and I was like, we got two songs. La Chaparrita, which was a Tejano song,
1: yeah,
0: and Que no quede wea from Bronco. Mm.
3: Esta canción
0: que canto, amigos,
3: es una más de dolor Si es que me ven llorando, amigos, discúlpenme, por favor
0: was so controversial for me to have que no quede huella. because if you know the lyrics to que no quede it is not child appropriate mm-hmm. okay <laughs> it is about basically lovers and it is about basically why'd you pick that one <clears throat> I don't kiss and tell like that <laughs> 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 but,
3: the,
2: okay.
0: but the song will Over tell down. it all nah nah I just I just felt like you know at that time we had a, uh, we had really good music back then.
1: Oh, I start. Right, this one, right?
0: Uh, is that live? Yeah. <laughs> Let's let it play for a
3: little
1: bit. Little shout out the to Dolor. the suit. Oh. Look at this. They were they were doing their thing. Dude. Look at the let it play game. a little bit.
0: Hey. Hey, the keyboard. Ah, sala. Okay, that's
1: one. Okay, that, I that way. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, was like yeah, a
0: key- which is oh, he's like the keyboard. He'd be getting into this stuff. Mm. So we're dancing to that in ROTC uniforms. Just imagine, <laughs> Yeah. <you> know, <laughs> Look, he's pulling it up. That's fantastic. I love that.
1: So did y'all try to do that, or like, were was everybody wearing their ROTC? Or? Yeah,
0: so they were wearing their ROTC outfits, and we were dancing, man. And I didn't have any damas Whoa.
1: at all. So, no so, chicks. So, oh. I didn't have no chicks. Ahí son de la regaste. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I didn't have no chicks. Just the guys in their uniforms with their pistols. And then me. Wow. Bam. Man. That's it.
1: So, they took the fake pistols, too, just to make they, it Yeah.
0: They took the fake pistols, dog. Like, how can you not have a pistol at a quinceañera <laughs> oh, with the Mexican girl? Like, how? Like, you need it. It's it's critical. Like, you know? So, of course, like, my tío Neo like tacos said hey me that, hey. right? that one uncle shout out to my tio nail i just saw him right now at my dad's <laughs> what's house
1: it? what's his name tio what nail nail
0: nail like n e o tio
1: yeah tio shout out to
0: yeah, yeah. Neo. Shut up. he came in already with the big ass miller he walked in hey so me. he like pulled out of nowhere and stuff so you like pulled
2: out like that and he was already coming
0: in drinking it oh, like he was cool. already they oh, that's how, how they he roll rolling. he's already rolling yeah he was already rolling so so, yeah, that was quite controversial, like the Say and everything. That's that's from the Chicana Chronicles that I got. Mm-hmm.
1: And do you, uh, do you At this point, do you regret having it, or do you, did you did Hell agree? no.
0: Like, I think that's the best story ever. I mean, I was drinking champagne. I turned all my pain into champagne that night. Like, yeah. hey, yeah. you See, know? Oh,
1: okay, so you know, it's funny you say that. Like, um, it's so dope to me that you're big on the Chicana thing. Yeah. It's because, uh, so, for example, my fiance is Chicana yeah. too, right? Yeah. So, one time. Chicana Chronicles. I hadn't even heard that. That's fucking dope. Because I just made it up. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's mine. Because it's mine. <laughs> yeah, it's all you. Okay, copyright. copyright. It's Bitches. Copyright no. Anybody fucking record.
0: take Chicana Chronicles. I'm going to go Chicana Death on your asses. <laughs> so please. Also okay. Well, I remember
1: uh, one time That's we started the- watching her Quince video. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She was like wearing locs. Yeah. What? Oh, <laughs> what? That's killer. Yeah, she had locs on. She had a little champagne,
2: too, hey. going on Like, hey. everything,
1: man. It was fucking
2: crazy. It was dope. You get what yeah. I, mean, like, I would have been yeah. both scared and turned on. i am like, what is this feeling? Like, I think yeah. that's the whole purpose of, like, the
0: quinceanera, though. Like, it's your womanhood. Like, the, the, it's critical for you to think about it, right? It's like your womanhood, right? So you're still, like, teenager, but it's that one time when you're like, oh, you're turning, you know, you pass over the, the muñeca, the doll. And so you're not a, you're not, you're not, you're not a kid anymore. You have to make your stand. So like for her to have her locs on <laughs> and that's cool, you know, cause and then at that time, like, you know, you're ready to, to, to kiss somebody and you're like, you, you want to turn them on and scare them at the same time. That's yeah. that, that's part of a relationship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's healthy relationships. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, that was my quince. Uh, I mean, I, I graduated from high school. I went to UT Austin, uh, mm, that's, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, even though I'm a jokester and all of that, like, I, um, I did really well,
2: I,
1: uh... You're well-educated, I mean, I, I know that for a fact, because, you know, I follow you on social media, but even then, when I, have <clears throat> when I saw you at your event and you did your poetry. you were just very well-spoken, and I could just tell that you weren't just, you know, just... Anybody, you know, but you. even then, you some people are educated and they learn, you know, as they yeah. read and stuff like that. But I could tell you were just very well educated, you were very well spoken and stuff like that.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that compliment. I mean, I just really think of it like this I mean, I grew up uh, not having a telephone in my house, you know, we had pay phones back then. Mm-hmm. I didn't have internet, I didn't have cable. I learned everything from books, everything, I learned everything from encyclopedias.
2: Yeah, um, the encyclopedia cyclope- set, right? Yeah. Where instead you didn't have no Wikipedia, you had the whole <laughs> thing. Like yes. And it cost money, but it was kind of baller to yeah. have. You know, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was
0: a ma- baller. Yep, okay. Don't it. get I'll it twisted. You. Yes. You. Um, so we had a purple heart next to our. You know what a purple heart is? Oh yeah. Okay, go. All right, just checking. Uh, so we had a purple <laughs> heart um, right. You know, behind our apartment complex, mm-hmm. and I would go there and get books from there. And I would make money taking out trash, walking dogs, um, whatever, you know, making lemonade, whatever, like whatever I could do at that time, babysitting. And, uh, but my love for books was always there. And I used to walk to the library, which was, you know, we had the town hall, the library and the mall, all in one little area there in Pasadena. And so I would just walk down Jenkins and bam, I was there and I lived in books, and I went to college. Uh, I mean, I went to UT, and then I graduated from U of H, but I didn't pay anything for college yeah, at all. That. I mean, I remember my whole five years that I went to college, and the only reason it took me five years is because like, I was working full time, and and I was trying to make it happen, you know?
1: So let me ask you something about the education part. Yeah. I, I know as, <clears throat> as Latinos, we sometimes we lack the importance in, in education and who goes to college and stuff like that. So do you think it is possible for all Latinos that really wanted to go to college at this point? Or is there still help that could be given?
0: I think, I think anyone who is interested in going should go. I think if it's not your thing, then, then think about what's your thing. I think that it is very possible for anyone to go. And there's always a way. I I highly recommend to never be in debt. That's my one thing. I think that's the one thing that that gets everybody that they want they want that degree or they want a degree like from some other institution, right? But they end up being in debt. So here's what happens. You end up going to college, graduate, whatnot, have a job, then you gotta pay back all this debt.
1: And sometimes right? even the job you have afterwards is not even enough to right to pay the debt back. Right, mm-hmm.
0: and you have to be well educated <laughs> in yourself. Like you have to be really on a track of what do you really want to do with that degree, and and what you want to do does it take a degree? Uh, I think I believe in higher education. You know, my parents always have told me, even 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 though they were not together, they both told me, "Nadie te puede quitar la educación." No one can take what you know. They can't take away your education from you. And so that's always stuck to me, like, with me. Um, So I'm I'm constantly in the learning. I believe that, you know, I'm in education. I've been teaching for 17 years, man. Like, I dedicated my entire life to be a teacher. But my social justice work and, and theory cannot be separated from the work that I do in education. So, like it has to be more it has to be about uplifting people of color it has to be about really talking about the critical issues hey we're going to read this book but at the same time how does it look like this you know sometimes i've even broken down some of the literature that's been written uh by folks that are not brown and i and i talk to my kids i'm like yo this is a chicana love story straight up she's young she fell in love with an older guy. <laughs> <laughs> light on, light on. Like she's off. Like you know, I, I break it down like that sometimes just so that we can understand that this is not two separate two separate worlds that we're living in. Uh, you can you can learn at your own pace. I think it can be personalized like to you, like what your interests are. But like I have I have three brothers and two sisters, man. I'm the oldest. So with all of them, I never recommended the same thing. If one of them wanted to take one track, do you? You want to be a marine? Go. You want to be, you know, you want to be a medium? Go. You know, you want to be a photographer? Go. You want to be a nurse? Go. Do you? I want you to feel successful in what you're doing. My biggest thing is be as authentic as you can be in whatever route you're gonna take, and stay the hell out of debt at any possible cost. I mean, I started. Working at sixteen changing oil. I changed oil from the age of sixteen to eighteen when I left to go to UT. When I came back to Houston, I went back to changing oil again. So I was hustling a full time job as a teacher assistant, weekends changing oil, and going to school at the same See you time. You know how to do oil change? For real. Okay. Mm-hmm. For real. That's what's it. Yeah. And um so, that, so, so that's been kind of like my journey, you know, when I went to UT and I came back and then just working like that and then becoming a teacher, you know? And and I was really specific about where I was gonna teach. I was like, man, I can't teach here, I can't teach there. So I where, researched. Where
1: did, where did you wanna focus teaching it? Um, where did, didn't well, you wanna teach at? And then where did you wanna right. teach
0: at? I did not wanna teach somewhere where my background was not gonna be validated. And what I mean by that is like all the experiences I had had up to to that point, I knew that they were they were important From me living in Pasadena, Texas, to me having two Mexican, you know, immigrant parents, Mm -hmm. to me like having this life up to now. Like I'm constantly hustling to get a better education and get a better life Uh, because, man, remember, I told my 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 siblings I was going to come back. Like, I'm carrying that weight already, you know? Um, So I didn't want to feel like somewhere I was not going to be validated and useful. And some of the criteria for me to pick a school, one, a lot of brown kids. That's number one. Two, um, I, I wanted to work with kids who came from a similar background as me. So, and that means, you know, in economics. Um... And then three, I wanted to be in an area where I knew that I was going to be life there. There was going to be life. So I spent 11 years in Sharpstown.
2: Sharpstown. Yeah. Damn, so Sharpstown
1: so. High School?
0: Not Sharpstown High School. Not Sharpstown Middle School.
1: Just the area.
0: Uh, the area. It's called Neff. I worked at Neff. So shout out to anybody who's listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> who who came, who was Neffercise. It was Southwest. I lived out there also. My mom lived off of Gulfton for a good while. We all kind of lived out there for a good while, you know? But I believe that it was important for me to live in the same area as my kids. Like, I need, I need to go to Doña Tere and get, like, tamales.
2: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you need to run into them while you're out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm running stuff,
0: into you. You know? Yeah. you know, I'm at the park. You know, you know what's so
1: amazing about that is that, uh, yeah, that's pretty dope. I, I, it's... Sometimes one of the biggest frustrations from as a student, from a student perspective, is I remember teachers, I wasn't that much of a bad student, but yeah. then there were students in my class who were, you yeah. get what I mean? <clears throat> but they would always come and give their side of the story, and the teacher would be like, no, but you need to do this, you need to do that, and you need to do that. And sometimes it wasn't like the student was giving that much of a bad scenario, it was just all he needed probably was somebody to relate to. You get what I mean? So if the teacher would have understood where he was coming from, maybe he would have I mean? been able to click more with the teacher, and they would have had more of a bond to where he would have listened or she would have listened more, you know? And I think that's that's important that you did that. It, it, it's amazing because sometimes that's all it takes. Sometimes as a teacher, you don't realize that your student, if you're a, kid, if you're a father, of course, your, your son or whatever, yeah. um, even if you're a student, but you see your teacher – shoot more sometimes more time than what you see your parents you get yeah. what i mean so for them to be around that much you know they have to it'll be dope to create a bond you get what i mean and sometimes they do sometimes they don't but who better understand you than your teacher
2: that's it, it so, that's how we got to shout out the the good teachers out there because yes. you know they're the ones that are doing everything they can to to connect but there's a lot of shitty teachers out there too unfortunately because they're just there maybe trying to just yeah collect the paycheck you know and go home or maybe like you said they're not relating they're not trying to relate to the students so they may get frustrated they're coming from a whole different world so and they're not opening up their own mind trying to you know to connect with their with their students as well so yeah we always got to you know uplift and and shout out those um, those teachers out there who are really you know busting their ass you know to to educate and to connect to those students To push them out and to make them the best they can be
1: for you did it did that work for you that approach with your students
0: yeah most definitely man i'm you know foremost i'm 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 a human being but secondly i'm a teacher right i'm a mom but most importantly dude like i'm a cultural worker as an artist i'm a cultural worker as a teacher, I'm building culture. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, you have a major responsibility. My grandmother, um, who was always with me, she was a teacher in Mexico. She taught me more things than I learned at the university about being a teacher before I even knew the, like, formal names of stuff Mm -hmm. that they taught me, like, oh, this is differentiation, this is pure editing, this is is Mm -hmm. small group, she taught me that because she was in a one-room school with kids of all ages. So she taught me a lot. But one of the biggest things she taught me was, like, everything that you do is changing the mindset of another human being. You are their mother. You are mothering by teaching. So I took the job very seriously. Like I said, I, I made a decision to be a teacher. I didn't fall into it. Yeah. I you know. I, uh, for a long time, I wanted to go into like medicine. And everybody was pushing me to be a lawyer. And. Uh,
1: you must be very good at go- uh, right?
0: going in on people. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Nice. <laughs> and another thing. Right. And first of all and look judge hey just to say this <laughs> like, get the hand up off a that hold on hold on what? Hey. and you just woke up a latina right now this is my case You hear
0: what <laughs> me? hey like be like my client wants to plead the fish yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i got all of that okay
1: yeah, uh
0: but like i had a car accident when i was 17 and it was just like
1: you just got stories for days all your stories I... are like man like All of us had some type of incident like that. It's like okay, yeah, yeah.
0: So I had a car accident, and you know I had internal bleeding. I lost half of my pancreas. My liver was fractured. I was in the hospital for a long time. I had to be homeschooled. I was in a wheelchair. Like, fuck, what else? And I remember, man, I had this experience, and I was laying there, and that that experience told me to be a teacher. Swear. You got to be a teacher and you have to go impact lives.
1: Can you tell us about that experience? What was it?
0: It's kind of heavy, but I'm going to go ahead and go in it because it's the truth. Like, I saw my guardian angels at that time. It was three guardian angels, and they were just guiding me and they were just talking to me. And, like, I have one guardian angel. He's super intellectual. And he was like, You have to go and change people, you have to teach them. And he had a book in his hand. And. I mean, I was just scared, you know, because I had never heard of that before. Like, I had heard mis abuelas and, and, you know, my tías and older women who had talked to me about mis angelitos. And, I mean, bless them because they always prayed for me, you know, and I don't have grandmas anymore. And so I rely on my tías to pray for me now. Uh, But at that point, like, that was so powerful in my head, so I made a decision. You know, I didn't go to the military. I didn't go for medicine or to be a lawyer. I went to U T Austin with the intention to be a teacher. And everybody was like, For real? On a scholarship? Like you're gonna do that? Like I had so much pushback from that and I was like, Yeah, you don't understand. Like this is this is what this is what my destiny needs to be.
2: Yeah. Um What did you study? By li- teach- sorry.
0: Yeah, but no, yeah, study. yeah, like a degree in teaching. Yeah. So interdisciplinary studies. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So straight up. Okay. Straight up. Okay. Yeah. So interdisciplinary studies um, with. I also studied linguistics. I also studied reading specialty. Okay. okay. So I've been a reading specialist as well. Um. You know, and 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 it's been helping out. And and when I was teaching, I got really involved with arts integration. I went to the Museum of Fine Arts, and I, um, so, the, so that was my story about the, the angels and why I changed. So I got trained by the Museum of Fine Arts to, to integrate art into the curriculum. Uh, then I got super interested in that, and at that point, I was like, man, I'm going to be a principal. I had saved up money to go to undergraduate school, because remember, I'm still right in the head. Like, I'm not going to be in debt. So I had been saving money. I worked, mm-hmm. I was hustling three jobs. I was a teacher. I worked for Houston A+. And I worked at Pier 1 on the weekends, too. Like, I always work. And I just got home one day, and I was like, man, you need to go travel the world. And you need to go see how other countries integrate art into their culture at a very young age. So I started researching, and that took me to China.
2: Oh, that's okay.
0: Cool, cool. So I ended up going over there with my graduate money that I had saved up. And when I got back, man, I just, I just transformed my classroom. Like people, I would come in and my fourth graders, some of them were over there, you know, doing a play, you were doing poetry, somebody was rapping, Mm -hmm. somebody was singing. I had murals, you know, somebody was writing. My kids were just like, whatever you want to do, I would just tell them like, this is what I'm going to teach you. This is how I'm going to, this is how I'm going to roll with you. I'm going to grow you um, and they speak Spanish and English, you know, and um, I'm gonna grow you. You tell me how how you want to express it. And, you know, I would just have personal one to one interviews and and conferences with them and be like, man, I don't want to I don't want to be in front of people. I don't want to talk in front of people. Okay, well, what do you want to do? You know, I just want to write. All right. Well, well, show me what you got. I, I got these books. Show me that. Well, I got these comic books. All right, well, let me see this. Now I'm going to go at you through comic books, you know, and I'm, I'm going to give you feedback, mm. you know, and be like, you know, are you stronger with the illustrations or are you stronger with your narrative? Well, I like writing. I like writing stories. Okay, well, let's look at different stories. Now I'm going to give you models. Now I'm going to show you how, to, how, how people do it and how you can express yourself like that. And so I always found an avenue for, for the human, and it was like teaching every child in the classroom to what they wanted, and, um, man, it was just, like, super successful, man, like, I just, I'll never forget those years, which, and then took me to, um, I had an invitation by my principal, she was like, I know you don't want to be a principal, I know you don't want to be an AP, but. Why did you
1: decide not to do that, because you said in the beginning, you were like, man, I'm going to be a principal. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, so, so there was two roads at that time, right? The road was, do you want to be a principal or do you want to like travel the world? Do you want to go? Right. Damn. Do you yeah. want to learn more? You know, remember, I'm coming from somewhere where I knew that there was more out there because yeah, 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 the yeah. books told me so. Yeah. yeah right.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. And um, I had seen too much already at that point. And I'm not I'm not dissing anybody in any position. I just know that I had seen so much. And that wasn't the road that I wanted to take at that time, at that time, you know? And I respect everybody in education because we all do hard work. So I took that decision and I don't regret it, man. I don't regret going to China. I don't regret traveling. You know, I just came back from France. like, And and that was a learning experience in itself. You know, going out there with my comadre and, and visiting the University of Bordeaux where she spoke at and, I mean, just taking it all in. Like, you come back and it's like, people say, oh, now you're back to reality. I'm like, nah, altered my reality. Like it alters your reality, dude. Like you come back and you're like, damn, that's fucked up. You know, or you come back you're like, that's amazing. You know, or you come back just thinking differently because if you did it right, you were there and you reflected. If you do it right, you're talking to people. If you did it right, you're not on your phone. If you did it right, you know you're asking questions of folks and so when you get back home home is always home like tortillas and frijoles are there waiting for you pero now you come back differently so traveling and art books all of that's connected right um so that, that was a, that was a decision man at that time it was either that or like buy my mom like a, a two wide trailer or something with that money, you know.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> she would have liked that double wide. Right? Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that double
0: wide. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it's called, double wide. Like mm-hmm. either that, you know. But but even with that, I mean, I I you just have to make decisions at that time. You know, I was in my twenties at that time, and then uh, so I got an invitation by by my principal, and she was like, yeah, you know, going back to that story. You want to be an AP, I know you don't want to do this, da, 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 and, you know, but would you like it if you taught your skills to other teachers and build their capacity? And I was like, man, that's a big word, capacity.
3: <laughs> and
0: that's a lot of responsibility. Cause you know, everybody in their classroom, you don't want someone to come in and tell you something. Yeah. But at the same time, if you're a learner, you want people to give you feedback on Absolutely. what you, you know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. you are never a master of your craft. And when you think that you're the master, that's when you fucked up.
1: Yeah. True that.
0: That's when you know that you have, have reached a limit where you don't even want to learn nothing else.
1: And sometimes it's not even because you've mastered it. Sometimes it's just because your ego is telling you, oh, I've mastered this shit. And in reality, you really fucking haven't. So.
0: You haven't. It's all ego. Man, <laughs> ego rules everything. All kinds of bad decisions, you know? Um. So I was like, all right, that that'll be dope. And like, my first year was rough. And then, you know... So I did like eight years of that, and uh, so now I'm, you know, I'm doing a different gig now, man. Like I teach people and adults, but in different departments. So now I work like in an admin uh, type of situation, but I get to like really reach everybody from everybody who mows the lawns to the superintendent. Mm-hmm.
1: So before uh, we switch on to the next question, I have I wanted yeah. everybody to know a little bit. I know you can't go too deep into it. But what we were talking about earlier, which is the, you know, how you're approaching now to bring people on board.
0: Oh, onboarding? Yes. Yeah. So one of our, so one of the. Which is
1: super dope, first of all.
0: Thank you so much. I'm going to come. Yeah. It's dope, yo. Like, so one of the things that we are charged with, my team, it's a very small team of four, is to think of different ways to onboard people. Onboarding is basically like any employee that comes into our district, how are we saying hello, contract signing. And, you know, it used to just be regular so uh what i thought about was you know how about if we give them like this three-dimensional experience so we wanted to do a bus tour of the district so we're gonna do a bus tour and i had my my homeboy javier who is a teacher at a high school and he was presenting at a conference and talking about how he uses podcasts with his students and also the research behind uh you know listening to narratives and stories And what that does to your brain, when you sit down and you're like, yo, I'm going to tell you a story, your brain starts activating in different ways. So we started talking over lunch, and I'm like, yo, we're going to do this orientation for all new employees. I would love it if the kids did some podcasts. We can interview people who have been extremely loyal to our system to talk about it so we can build empathy in every single new employee. We have 500 new employees that are coming in August. And, and, like, we're going to be riding around on the buses. You know, are you interested? And he's like, yeah, it would be dope. So, um, I mean, I worked on getting technology. So MacBooks with the GarageBand for the kids. I secured hotspots for every single bus. We're going to be, you know, you're using 12 buses. So they're going to be Wi-Fi capable. Uh, we have an app. So as people are, like, driving around, you'll get to hear podcasts as you're driving around on the app. And uh, it's fucking dope.
1: it is pretty dope. Thanks. When she, when, when she first saw I was like, Man, that's fucking. Dope. And the, the crazy thing is that the kids host the podcast mm-hmm. and they're interviewing the person, yeah. So it's not like it's the kids hosting it, so it's, it's,
2: it's kind of like everybody gets a little bit of experience. You know? The <laughs> kids get to go out there and, and do their thing on the podcast, yeah. but at the same time, they're interviewing people and they're kind of getting an introduction. That's, 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 I like that kind of it's like it's like a really trippy cross marketing, cross-promoting.
0: And that's where we had to start, yo. Like, honestly, I can have all the ideas in the world, but these are juniors and seniors, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to ask for permission. I was like, do you want to do this? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to force you. Like, this isn't an assignment, yeah, you know? They're in creative writing class with with Javier, but I'm not going to force you. And, and, you know, Javier was very adamant about that too. And, you know, one of the things that I, that I spoke to them about was like, you know, everything that you have learned so far you're going to apply it to a real world situation right Mm -hmm. now
3: Mm -hmm.
0: this is this is real world this is a real job you know and um they they were down for that they interviewed excuse me they edited they did sound design they did the effects i mean they're super professional they're um we got funding for them for um a summer internship So this Tuesday is our last day to finish up the project so we can launch it on August. Last Monday, uh, I did a test run to make sure, like, the hotspots were good. Mm -hmm. And we were, like, it streamed beautifully. We did audio. Like, we were driving around. You should have seen me on the bus, yo. Like, everybody was was like, oh, okay, yeah, we can. We're getting on. And I'm just like, yo, we're on the (laughs) fucking bus! Like, Yeah, like looking around. Are you are you on this? This is Wi-Fi, people. (laughs) We are law point dog. Like, you know, like.
1: Yeah, because you're the one that saw it from birth, you know. Yeah.
2: Like to see it grow. You're like, Mm -hmm. shit, we're actually doing this.
0: Yo, yeah, we're doing this. It's happening.
2: Like you said, it's one thing to just say it and have it as, you know, as an idea and stuff like that. But it's another thing when you actually see kind of like your baby being born. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, oh, shit, like. Yeah, this is it. Like, yeah, I'm like, this is real. Like, this is actually going down. So that had to have been exciting.
0: Oh, it was super exciting. I mean, I came in that day and everybody was like, yo, this is good. And I was like, thanks. Uh, I'm gonna have to leave. I'm done with work now. Thank you. Drop the mic. <laughs> drop, like, drop, drop the mic. My, right. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm out this bitch. Just I'm out. over. I did it. Right. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that that that's a pretty good descriptor of like who I am, man. I'm a risk taker. I'm gonna do it. I'm, you know, I'm gonna do it. I, I'm not just about ideas, mm-hmm. you know. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna talk to you about it, but when it comes down to it, I'm gonna. At night, when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, and I'm ready to start my day after I meditate, I go through every single detail. Every single detail. I don't leave nothing out of how I'm gonna execute this. It's some Virgo shit, dog. Like, <laughs> like, like it is so astrologically signed for me because I'll go through it and I'm like, I'm gonna execute this. It's gonna be dope. And then like I get worried for a little bit, but I'm like the calmest person, and that's how you have to be, yeah. you know. But I'm not about to talk. I'm about to do. Like I'm gonna tell you, I have this idea. We're gonna get this done. People are like, How are you gonna do it? I'm going to tell you. Hold mm. on. So, you know, Wait I'm gonna, up? I'm gonna hold up. get there. Hold, I'm, hold on. on. I'm going to need $50. <laughs> you know? And then we're going to do this. Yeah. Or oh, I'm going to need a taco first, and then we're going to do this.
2: You know? But getting back to something that you said earlier, um, you talked about reading. Uh, and, you know, I, I fucked with that heavy because I felt like, especially during when I was, like, in fourth grade and fifth grade, you know, mm-hmm. I, had, I was fortunate enough to, you know, like I was telling you earlier, I had moved to, uh, I finally moved into a house. Yes. The first time, and I actually was going to a brand new school, brand 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 new school, mm-hmm. and I was just fortunate enough to get like really dope teachers at those two levels because they were the ones that really saw potential in me, and they were like, "Hey, well, let's put you in DT programming, And let's do this, let's do that, or yeah. whatever." But the one thing they really did more than anything else was I read. I haven't read. It's, it's still even up to this day, I've read more books in those two years than I've ever read. Anywhere, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm talking everything from like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, you know, and I'm in fourth grade to Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I was reading uh, Christmas Carol, reading books where you had to get the permission slip and I actually Mm had to ask my mom, hey, is it okay to read this? My mom was like, no doubt, you know, like, do you think? So, you know, um, I'm really big on that. I'm like, hey, I feel like anybody who just likes to read books, they're going to increase their knowledge automatically. You know, you're going to learn different things. You're going to learn words. You're going to learn just maybe even a point of view or just to to look at things from a different perspective what book really set you off as far as I want to dig deeper into this love of reading and this passion to find knowledge
0: okay there's a story to that um where the red fern grows
1: Mm. oh we read that one yeah okay it's a good
0: book where the red front grows. So what happened was. What happened? You see, you see, I showed up
2: that day.
1: You like someone got shot. Like, you,
2: okay, so what happened was right. Like
0: was about... I walked into school, and my teacher started reading this book, <laughs> and she said it was her favorite book of all time. And um, so, she, so she started reading it. Also oh, that is what happened. Yeah, that's what oh, happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened. Got there
1: too. Like, no, that's, happen. Yo, I had yeah, a guy. That's what but,
0: well, I left out the part where I got my ass whooped before I went to school. So I always got my ass whooped though all the time, man. What were you doing? I'm, nothing. I didn't do nothing. You, really?
2: You were doing You man, were just chilling yo, out. I'm a, I, just chilling I'm,
0: I was a straight honor, a straight A honor student every single day, yo. I just like, why am I getting my ass whooped? Like over some. Some stuff like no,
2: okay, a comal
0: or something like you know like
2: something. <laughs> you let something. it rest. Huh? You letting it rest. That's what happened. You put some water on it and dry it off. I, it rest. Yes. It I just that boy Jamal knows what a komal is. You <laughs> like? You yeah. Know. I was like what? <laughs> I, was like, what? <laughs> I was like
1: what? I saw you. I saw you. Like what? That I'm sorry. i like what? <laughs> 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 I reached over right now I yeah,
3: touch know, his arm. <laughs> hey.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. Like it was constant. So I got to school and she was like, "Yeah, we're gonna read this book and all this her stuff." And I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever." I was really lucky in the sense that I had teachers that always read books to us, Mm -hmm. right? So she started reading this book, and I was looking forward to every single day of coming to school, man. Like, I was, I mean, I always finished my assignments, and I always did good, you know, up to a point where they were like, all right, just, they would give me a folder with the work in it, and they would just say, just complete it, and when you're done, go to the library, because I I was that bored in class, Mm -hmm. But, you know, so I was looking forward and I would go back to the classroom when I knew that it was story time, read aloud time. So she started reading this book and man, it just had all the good elements. Yeah. You know, a boy, dogs, woods, mm-hmm. the, the, the unknown, um, death, hope. I mean, I cried. That was the first time that I cried. You know, from listening to a book. And... Um, it's because that book is a good book. It's a fucking good book. Yeah. It's a good book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, so the end of the year comes, she gives me my report card in the book. So she, get, she hands me the book, Where the Red Fern Grows, mm-hmm. and inside is my last report card of my fourth grade year. And I opened the book, and she, like, had written in the book about, like, continuously learning and always keep reading and, and all this other stuff because she knew that it touched me. Mm-hmm. It touched me so much that every time she read a chapter, I would go to her and I would ask her questions, like, these literary questions about, like, why did the author, why do you think the author mm-hmm. did this? And, and what do you think is going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? And did, did you see that? Yeah. Did you see how, 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 <laughs> how that word happened, you know? <laughs> or, or I would come and I'd be like, how do you spell that word? I heard you say a word and I don't know how to spell it. And Mm -hmm. I always carried a journal with me and I would, and I still carry a journal with me, you know, and I write down words that I don't know.
3: Yeah.
0: And, um, that's why she gave me the book. And I still have that book in my bookshelf right now since fourth grade and my fourth grade report card Mm -hmm. as well. Okay. (laughs) So that was the book that set it off for me, but man, I had so many influences like sci-fi, lots of that. Oh yeah and then the next book that came along was not officially a book but it's a monograph and it was in college i got handed these monographs that are now part of the archive at u of h they were from the um mexican american studies program and at that time it was a lot of chicano writers that would get together and make a symposium and afterwards they would like submit their essays Mm -hmm. or their thoughts Mm -hmm. and i got those got three of those and i started reading them and my first thought was there's a lot of chicano men writing about our culture Mm -hmm. and i haven't read a chicano woman yet yeah Yeah. that was my first thought I, i was i was literally looking through each one of them to find a woman author and i couldn't they were just talking about us like we were these objects I even have one that says "Mexicanas at work," right? And I was like, "Yo, like, but, where are my women at?" And do
1: you Go think ahead, that's me. part of just the the whole just culture part of it, where women, the Latino woman, was just always kept in the back? Like, all you have to do is just do uh, mm-hmm. household stuff and just stay in the back and clean, wash. Do you think that was the reason you had? I to think seen that, that at the was
0: time? I think that was the perception, maybe by others. But their counterparts, you—I mean—you have strong-ass women, man. Like yeah. Maria Jimenez was killing it during that time, and she's an immigrant civil rights um, leader. You know, shout out to her. She's still living, doing her thing, and and she was she was one of the strongest counterparts here in Houston, and and not to not to just you know single her out because we have so many Chicana women that were just killing it, like writing poetry everything like i mean in my in my purse right now i have gloria Anzandula. you know and 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 she was a chicana writer and and you know that i study her i study her because it's like um you you have to think of it this way it's like no matter what the perception is from the outside there's so many people on the inside that are working right and, and that goes with any industry, like even in the art scene. The perception is, man, you got these people who are doing this stuff, you know, because they're out there and they're being promoted by Red Bull or, or, or Topo Chico or, or uh, Takis or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Takis, holler if you want to sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> Takis all day. I've even <laughs> hashtag you. Please get on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think that was a perception, but man, we're, we're, we're the mother, y'all. We're the milk. We're it. We are it. Like, like, mujeres, we're the ones that, that make it, we birth y'all. Hey, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, you didn't so birth I, me. Right.
2: Nah, where you come yes. from? <laughs> I was born nah, from the
1: ground. What you talking about? <laughs> right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say something that, um, right,
2: yeah.
1: it's true. It's truly like amazing that everything you just said is true mm-hmm. because look, yeah. I, I want, one time I told to my, I told my dad, dad, because I'm into very, like, my music is like all over the place, but yeah. I've always liked Spanish music, so if yeah. you're talking about Julio Iglesias, Juan hey. Gabriel, yes. I listen, because my dad, my dad was an old school, Marco Antonio Solis, yes. Los Bukis, all that stuff, right Puma. but, yeah, yeah, all that, I, hey. and my dad, because my dad was so, such, he plays the guitar, so he was always like, mm. you know, into that stuff, so he, and even though I grew up like in a religious household, he was always, you know, there was a part of his life where he was like, he knew that type of music, you know, mm-hmm. but point I want to tell you is I always asked him that, why is it that every song, it don't matter if you're talking in, in, in Latin mm-hmm. music, it don't matter if you're talking anything, why is it that every song is always related to a woman? Mm-hmm. It's always direct. Think about it. Cada every song. Yeah, yeah. Every song right, is directed right. towards a woman. And he told me, Mijo, it's because the woman is the main thing, is everything. You get what I mean? Think about it. Every everything. Who who? When you were like as a man, first of all, what do we? It's women, right? Not unless you're married and you already got your life together. But still, even then, you're trying. Even uh, then, uh, when you're you're playing on the other team. Yeah, but (laughs) but but even though what? But even
0: then, it's still a woman. Think, think. But, like, like, think about it, though. Think about it, though. I because, because even, I mean, like, even I'm playing on what you're saying, it's like, funny. it's always the woman.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it, it, it yes. always
1: ends up adding up to it. So I was like, Dad, why is this? Like, every single song, all of these dudes, these hits, he will listen to, Juli Iglesias, Juan Gabriel... Everybody, the song, even Bronco, which is like Zapatos de Tacón. Who are they talking about? It's like a girl showing up with high heels to the club or something. Like, you get what I mean? Like every single song is directed to a woman. Mm -hmm. That's when I was like, man, women are just, they're the fucking, when they get mad, like dude, fix it. Because, (laughs) you get what (laughs) I mean?
2: Like, you
1: you get what I mean? Like they they run this bitch at the end of the day. You get what, uh, what no, I mean? No, that's run this good. Group. Yeah,
2: that's a focal point. I mean, like and said, and, and,
1: right. and at the end of the day, I don't think uh, um here here's another thing I realized that I don't think God gave the woman to like be this person. I think man, God knew men. We needed another support system, something to keep us balanced. balance. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? The women brings another perspective. Yeah. To that, to us, men. You get what I mean? So it's just, but yeah, that's just something I noticed, and I just to this day I'm still like, yeah, like women are just. They're a
2: power, man, and not just. A, I mean, think about it, and just in general, right? Like, um, especially out there in the world, I mean, even something as small as people who go to clubs—they let women go in for free because they mm-hmm. know that's going to attract the men. They're like, but they got to get the women in there first. Mm-hmm. Uh, hell, you can think of music that's on the radio now that's popular—they're going after a certain segment, but that segment is usually going to be for for the ladies, mm-hmm. you know? Because the guys were once again going after women, so we don't really care as long as we're somehow in pursuit of that. It seems like everything. Has been built for us. Ultimately, we 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 got y'all on this pedestal, deservingly, and we're always coveted. And we're, you know, we're chasing after you. And then, obviously, for me myself, you know, or just for all the guys who are uh, married mm-hmm. in general, you know, they, the the one of the best phrases, phrases in the world is "happy wife, happy happy life." Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I hear that one. Everything. Dude, I hear that one. Yo, like everything you. gotta be a one with the lady. Like if yeah. it's, if it ain't a one with the lady, then you're gonna have fucking problems. You know what I'm saying? So, what was the um, lyric
0: from Tupac? It,
2: um, name from a woman, I came, came from, from a woman. A woman. Yeah. Andale,
0: that one right there. Can you say that again?
2: Why we all got a name from a woman.
1: <laughs> <I> never, <laughs> I never to, I Both of y'all became fucking B-Rad
0: be and choke. Yes, Woman. okay Ándale mijo, ándale mijo Ésa, 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 ésa Échale, échale you're right
2: uh, Keep your head up though One yes. of my favorite Tupac yes. songs actually mm-hmm. Literally one of my favorite Tupac uh, songs Because, um, you know Especially just try to uplift women of mm-hmm. color too You know, even the beginning just, You know, the black of the berry The sweet of the mm-hmm. juice say the, the darker of the flesh And the deeper of the roots You know, yeah. it's like I mean, I was like, damn, you know Like, I just thought about Women in general, but then mm-hmm. I thought about women of color, and yeah. how I still think, even up to this day, me and the wife were talking like some of the most disrespected. You know, uh, it's funny as much as we involve everything, we're always chasing after. Yes. At the same time, it's still some of the most disrespected people of this earth. We are, and it's women. We you are, know? whether it's black women, <laughs> it's brown women. Like it, women are still um, mm-hmm. having to fight for this equality, and it's just it's kind of fascinating how we worship them and at the same time we push them down. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, I think that that that's what I was going to start in and digging in on to is that, you know, as a woman, we can have conflicting ideas of like what the universe wants from us because we grow up as girls and we can see that people have uh, objectified us. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I can get into the club for free because now I'm an object. Not because you think I'm special.
2: Sexual desire. No, they're not looking. You know at what I'm saying? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. so
0: now I'm an object. Yeah. You know, uh, the the sense of desire is now because I'm an object. And then uh, another another thing that I think about is like the perception. Or you said the disrespect. We have, excuse me, we have, we have this these uh, perceptions of like what Latina women should be,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And I hate to hear that. I hate when people are like, oh, she's. She spicy. spicy. Yeah. Like, you knew I knew <laughs> yeah. that. I knew it you know was coming. I you know? like, "Ooh, she's Arr, spicy. Arr, she's spicy. Oh, Arr, oh yes, caliente. Ah, oh yes, you tamal <laughs> Oh you were, you had tamale." And I was like, "What the fuck did you just
3: call me? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I
0: don't know you like that. Like mm-hmm. no. And 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 so like that perception is fucked up in itself, right? Mm. And that feeling objective that way, and we're so disrespected, you know, just as. Latinas in general, I mean, oh man, we're about to get into some heavy shit right here. So, I feel like sometimes, no, not even sometimes, all the time, I do things for las mujeres, mm-hmm. las maltratadas,
3: yeah.
0: okay. the the ones who have who have taken it all, the ones you know que están doing it every single day for their families, and they still get shit on, yo. Like, I swear, that that to me, I mean, I've had so many conversations, you know, we were joking around like, oh, the first time I got married, the second time I got married. Like, yeah. th- I just won't accept it, man. I'm just not going to accept disrespect. I'm now, not going to accept that.
2: Do you think that's a, a mentality? Because it, it seems to me, at least from looking in, like, especially old school mentality, yes. where... You know the generation before us still yes. has this. I'm the man, therefore you gonna listen to me. Period. Mm-hmm. Right. In comparison to where I, I, I mean, you still I'm still seeing it with at least this current generation. You mm-hmm. know that I'm in included.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: it's also now there's some of these guys are starting to listen. So do you feel like it's generational, and you think just with time that eventually it's gonna weaken, or like what's your perspective? On that?
0: I hope so. I mean, like I said, I always do it for la maltratadas like these women have been have been doing it for a long time, but like you know. At my age, you know, I had women speaking, you know, whispering in my ear, just hold on. This is not the worst. I've been through worse. Esto no es nada. Esto va a pasar. Así son los hombres. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, tú tienes una familia. ¿Cómo lo vas a hacer sola? Like, there's so much brainwash yeah. that goes with that mentality of Mujeres Maltratadas, that it it got to me, yo. Like, I remember hearing that, and it was like, I, I, I would go home, and I would be like, wow, I had a woman just tell me that it is okay for a man to act this way and be so disrespectful to me because she's been through worse, and yeah. her mother went through worse.
2: Telling you is nothing, right? Like, like compared to what like I did.
0: Like you're not validating me. One, one, you're not validating me. Two, you're telling me to to bring my strength out of disrespect. Like I can't, I can't handle that. Your your mind ain't right. So I'm hoping that this generational thing will 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 change. For but I sure. think it,
1: it, it also has to do a lot with us men. We have to be open to change our minds to what we've seen. Sure. So, for example, me with my fiance, it's like um, I'm a first generation. Uh, we're the first generation here. You get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, uh, the way I grew up seeing things is not necessarily the way the same way she grew up seeing things. So, to me, something I seen is you know might be different. But all of that shit collided when we started living together. It was like, hey, that's not what the fuck you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? That's not, you do it. You get what I mean? But it's not necessarily like that. I think it also has to do a lot with us men. We have to open up our mind and be right. like, hey, like, let's hear them out. You know, like, shit, they have a fucking, a functional brain just like we do. You get what I mean? They're not just, they're just a fucking robot. You get what I mean? So, yeah. And even then, sometimes uh, us as men, we could be, hey, we have pride and we have ego. You get what I mean? That's a big thing. You get what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's like we got to put that a little bit to the side and be like, hey, let's try to understand. Yeah. You get what I mean? Because times are changing, man. Like if I were to sit here and, and, and try to listen to every, every fucking uncle, every fucking <laughs> that <laughs> said some shit, dude, yeah. I would probably be in fucking jail right
2: now. Hey. Or dead. That's the truth. Yeah. Or dead because, That's you know, you'd be on the next yeah. episode of Snapped. And he'd be like, "Man, my boy Bailey, I'm gonna miss that cat. He got stabbed like 58 times. He's he right. trying some crazy shit to Teresa, right. and he just died. Like, right? Like, yeah, you D- know D- what I mean. D- I, D- I got you for the funeral, all that. D- you know? D- but D- you're right. D- you're D- right. D- like D- you gotta, D- you gotta, D- you gotta D- change D- your mindset. D- yeah. It, it just like it, it,
1: but it's hard, man. Like, and even then, like I know me and we have arguments at times where it's like, it all goes to what I seen and what she seen." You get what I mean? It's it, 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 it's she seen something different and I seen something different. Mm-hmm. What I think is right is I think it's right just because what I saw it's mm. not necessarily right to treat somebody like that or do things like that. And I'm not saying it's extreme. It's just like sometimes it's little things, but even then it's still like I have to be willing to be open and be like okay, um okay, maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. but I got to go and change my perspective on this shit because mm-hmm. if not,
3: yeah.
1: You get what I mean? That's the only way, dude. Because if not, I'm the first generation. How am I gonna grow up teaching my kids like that? You know, yeah. then it just keeps going a cycle of we're not pro- progressing. We're just no.
2: We're just staying down, basically. A lot of contradiction, right? Because you get to the point where, you know, even like having my daughter, all of a sudden my mindset has to change. I got yeah. more sensitive. You know, to the point where I was like, okay, well, I can't just be so hard about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I got to see it from, a, you know, a more sensitive side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and at some point, society may tell you, well, you, you know, maybe you're acting like a little bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, hey, you don't, you know, you gotta be a man. You know, like you say, you got those old school uncles. You know, you got old school folks like, you know, you gotta go up there. You know, you you wear the pants. Right. You're yeah, the man, baby, that's the big one. You, right you do what you, right. you know what I mean? Like, you're the fucking man, and what you say goes. Period. But what I realize is, when you marry someone crazy as hell, you 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 want you want to be comfortable and you want to feel secure. Teresa's over there <laughs> in the back like, hey, like, try, try, try. No, I wish he like,
0: would. I wish he would. Like, I thought t- like,
2: man, like nothing's worse than going to sleep and you kind of get your one eye open because you genuinely think. <laughs> I might actually get stabbed. Tonight. Dude, no, no, no. And dude. so what am I going like, to... Li- oh literally my gosh, that's like, so funny. I might actually get stabbed. So funny. It's funny this you fucking
1: say that because today <laughs> I told her Before we left, before we left, I told her, dude, Straight up, one of my fucking biggest fears when I'm asleep <laughs> is that you're gonna slap the shit out of me. That's what I do. Sometimes she comes up to me and she's like, "Today she woke up like being all sweet, like, well." Oh, yeah. no. And then I was like, "Oh you shit!" Out yeah, because I'm like, hell, now nah, you get what I'm saying. Like, I, I react because I'm like, I, I wouldn't doubt it. You get what I'm saying? Like, to me, it's like, you get what I mean. But it's because she sh- she has shown me that you know, woman perspective with power. You mm-hmm. get what I mean? And that's what I want. I want if we have a girl, I want her to. Have that power within right. her. I want her to be like, no, un hombre no me va tratar así. un hombre no me hacer así. I want that, so right. that's why I appreciate that. You get yeah. me? But even then, I'm still but like, the, uh, I don't want to get slapped in the middle of the but, night. But that's the contradiction, right? <laughs> yeah. Because
2: how can I teach my daughter to be strong and independent, but I'm pushing down her mom? Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. what right. example am I setting? Like, yeah. I want my daughter to be with someone who's gonna tre- knows how to treat women well. You know, at the end of the day. So it's like. I always, you know, it's like, hey, man, I got to I gotta set this example of what a man is supposed to be, you know, and how a man is supposed to treat my daughter. And if I'm doing this shit and I'm doing this dirt, and and yet my daughter gets with a no-name nigga who's doing the same type of shit, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Like, how angry can I
0: really get at the end? Yeah. You know, I'm going to be beaten up by myself. You are, and I'm going to touch on that. I just came from my dad's house, I told you, right? I made him frijoles and salsa. I know, that sounds Rich good.
1: Which I'm fucking bothered right about now. Right,
0: right about now, <laughs> after all these brews, right? <laughs> yeah. If y'all could see this table right now, we did a beer run right before this motherfucker, okay? But I've told this to people before, and going off what you said, is this. Your father, for, for a woman, for a girl, your father is the first person that shows you what love is.
1: And that's from a woman's perspective. Correct? From a woman's perspective. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I was talking to my brother when I was there, and I was telling him I was like, "Look, man, I don't know. I don't know why Dad's giving me all these pictures. You know, he wanted me to take all these pictures. You know, I said maybe it's a sign about something about me or something about him. You know, I, I believe in all that.
3: Okay.
0: I said, but let me tell you something about me and Dad. We have a connection. I was the oldest. I was the first one that was born. And he." And I, we had a bond. Before he left at five, we were inseparable, man. We were inseparable. Like, he made me strawberry quick and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, warmed up. You know, we would go to the park together. Yeah. We, we, you know, we hung out. We kicked it. And he showed me what tenderness looks like from a man's perspective. What it is to be protected from a man's perspective, and what it is to be like nah, because when he uh, when he would see me being disrespected by somebody else, he would interject, and he would teach me, and say, "No, you stand up for yourself." I mean, I remember going to school, and I didn't know English; I only knew Spanish. And I went to school, and I remember him telling me, "Mija, tienes que aprender inglés." I'm not doing this to make you sad. I would cry every single day when I went to school that first year she says, you know and they're going to teach you here like he trusted the system but he also would talk to me that way so like for your daughter daughter Mm -hmm. she's looking at you this is how she's going to make her mark and say this is how a man loves me now of course I was devastated when he left you know, he went on his way and we went on our way. It was devastating, y'all. But even now, in his old age and my mid-age, we still have that that connection right there because at least for that moment of time, I knew what that was.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Now other things happened after that. But that that's that one little thing that I told my brother, like, can't nobody take that away from you. Yeah. As a woman.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, especially um, and we talked about it, few podcasts ago. One it's crazy. You know, you hear about a lot of people unfortunately passing away tragically. You hear that a lot in the media, celebrities or whatever. The one that touched me the most was um was, remember the eight year old who hung himself? Yeah, you yeah. yeah. That, we, talked it, yeah. yeah we talked about the bully. Yeah, we talked about that too in my Because the name's escaping me. But I remember, um and it's funny, we had did the pack podcast and everything and I was driving around for some reason I just thought about that again, you know. And when I was thinking about it, you know, it was a little, you know, little back child. And I thought about my my kids and how I'm like, man, that's funny how easy I can imagine my son being in that part. You know, I'm just like, okay, because he's six and, you know, he's in public school. And I'm just imagining, like, yeah. how easy it would be. And, you, know? mm-hmm. you know, so it started flipping in my mind. And I thought of the child. And, I, you know, it's funny. We, I heard the episode and I heard that. I heard it on something else. And I'm like, is somebody messing with me? Because I keep hearing, like, mm-hmm. just from that particular day, I just kept hearing about it. Uh, and it had already, you know, it happened, but I, it just was um, something that was kicking in my mind. And it really hit me, you know, it hit me a lot to the point where I was like, how often do I tell, you know, um, how, how often do I tell, you know, my family I love them? Yeah. How often am I telling my daughter and my son? Even when I get pissed off at right. them and I'm doing, you know, and I'm like, hey, like, you know, I'm disciplining. But I started just thinking about, like, the importance of that. So, yeah. one thing that really got me reflecting on is a lot of times I kind of look at them like, hey, I want you to know, like, I love you. Yeah. Like you are beautiful. You're special to me. And, you know, I, I tell them it's like from the bottom of my heart. I was like, you're a special person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I live because of you. You know, mm-hmm. and i and I realize like man, like I need to start doing that more often because I'm not the most emotional, mm-hmm. in, you know, in the world. But at least with especially with them and you know, really my just my family in general. I'm like, I I I'm getting myself now to just start telling them that more often because I can't imagine if. You lose a child you know no, they say that there's regard. a big
1: they say for a parent the biggest pain is losing a oh child. man yeah I, like I even, even when you're even. like your kid like, gets
2: sick your kid gets really sick and all you're thinking about is like let it be me yes. let me get sick let like, me. i'll yeah. take that sickness let them be fine i was like i don't give a shit. even if yeah. i'm like puking and dying yeah. i'll take that gladly and with a smile on my face. If, if, you know long as long You know what's are. crazy though? You, you just get this, you, you get that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't wait to feel that. Yeah, man, and it is, it's it's like a, it's a different fraternity. You but know then, then I'm saying? like, I
1: was gonna say, Oh look. But then look. I'm like, uh, but then I I, I do it's because I, yeah, I, I think we all I, look at Teresa <laughs> and shit. I, I We're like Teresa, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. can't wait to feel that. You get what I'm saying? That fatherly <laughs> that fatherly uh, love. You get but, what I mean?
2: But I'm glad to, you know, like I said, I'm glad to hear that. Like. You know you said that was such a big impact Cause i guess i also wonder you know i'm still doing it but i'm like man like i'm just hoping my kids are gonna turn out okay or at least they know that i love them. Like, well you know fuck what fuck up but shit like let me know like look at to fuck like i'm like i always tell the kids because they talk about wanting to grow up I'm like, hey look you'll have plenty of time to be an adult <laughs> and be disappointed mm-hmm. and have a shitty ass like situation come down but I was like yeah well, be a kid have fun because the shit only lasts like this, this amount of time. time man. Yeah, exactly. Just
0: you thinking about that already changes things because there's motherfuckers out there that don't even think about that yeah. at all. They're just thinking about themselves. But that's just the nature of the beast, yo. That's humans, you know? I, I... I'm, Like I said, I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes and, I mean, this past week, I woke up and I thought about stuff, like, for real, for real. And one thing that came to my mind was... How emotionally unavailable people are. Man, I cried. No lie. I cried. I cried for a good while. And I thought, I have to tell everybody, once everybody wakes up, <laughs> that I love them. Mm-hmm. And and, and tru- truth is that I have people in my life that have been with me for a long period of time that... I just feel like they will die for me and I will die for them and like I love them to the most extreme but I am that kind of person like I, I don't I don't fake the funk like I'm not gonna fake it like if I love you I'm gonna love you if I want to kiss you I'm gonna kiss you if I want to like a hey, on that, like I'm gonna you know put my hand around you and do that and I know that not everybody's like that but I have to be that way because I can't be detached from being a human
1: yeah, correct. yeah
0: you know what I'm saying yeah. like I feel like so many people are like walking around like zombies I don't know what it is like and you know what hurt me the most and why I started crying is when I thought about how people have once told me before well I'm not that kind of person
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: like what yeah. the what kind of person yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I and and I thought and I heard people in my head after meditation I thought I heard people say I'm not that kind of person that 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 tells people that they love them. I'm not that kind of person that 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 hugs people. And I, when I heard that, that made me cry, yo, like for real, because so much of my own expression, even through my art, it's about emotions. So how can I not feel like a human being? Like it hurts me to hear people say, I'm not that or I can't do this. Like, no, you can, you're human, thanks. Yeah.
1: Well, a perfect example is Jamal. I mean, when me and very, uh, he's always said that. He's like, I'm non <laughs> yeah. emotional. I was, I was, I was he, he's like, I was like I'm non emotional. He's always told me that, always. But, I've been drinking. But slowly, but surely, right. no, no, no. But slowly, but surely, like, we've worked our friendship to where it's let, you going to, because I'm always like, nah, I'm going to let him know how I feel. you going to mean, it, it is what it is. You're going to say, if I feel that way about you, I'm going to so I don't know if he noticed or not, but last time when we did a podcast at a warehouse, we were leaving. And um, <clears throat> I told him, "All right, dude. It was like typical guy shit. Like, hey, I see you later, bro. Whatever, whatever." Yeah. And I said, "Hey, love you, bro." And he's like, "Love you too, man. Later."
0: Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, <gotta love> <laughs> I, I was like, Oh god! I gotta love
3: you!
2: I went in my car. I was like, "What the fuck was that all about?" <laughs> but he he might have noticed I it, but he, or he didn't. But
1: uh, to me, it was like. Damn, you know, finally. You no, get what I'm saying? Like, I what? finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> finally. I've <laughs> been <laughs> waiting.
0: Thank you, Jesus. He got, he got the nah, he got like love. old English tattooed <laughs> date mean, on his right? back right
2: now. I got you, bro. Just rip the. Cheese. Nah, like, to me. It's, like I got it, dog. It meant a lot. Dog.
1: Dog. He <laughs> got it all tattooed. Finally. I love you so much. <laughs> nah, it meant a lot because I knew the way he is. You yeah. get what I yeah. mean? So I was yeah. just like, damn, like finally, you know, like. My friendship is starting, we're starting to understand each other in the way that I express myself and the way he expresses himself.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. you know what, so, the, that's the thing, man. I just, I realized, you know, I, I have love for people in general, you know what I mean? Like, but you just said like you said, though. I was like, you know, being emotional. <laughs> yeah, I finally said it to you, yes. Finally. But, you know, I, I was emotionally um insecure, but only with a tight circle. Mm. And that's I'm still like that to this day. I, I only have like a small clique, mm. a small crew. I only want to fuck with them. Everybody yeah. else outside, yeah, can be instantly dead to me. You know what I'm saying? And that's not in the sense of like, <laughs> 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 I love that. <laughs> I am sorry, but that's not in the sense of like, um, I hate you. I don't right. hate anybody. Because frankly, I, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of times when people are like you hate that. book. how can how the fuck do I hate? You know, you hear you see you see you hear people talk about um, they hate Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know Kanye West. How the right. fuck can I hate Kanye West? Right. Like, I don't know the guy. Maybe he comes off as an asshole. And I love the shit out of his music, but
0: it is what it is. You know yeah. exactly.
2: So I don't. It's, I can't spend time on the hate part, right? So, and especially when I know there's good people in the world, I always appreciate good people. Period. Yeah. You know, and and for a while, for me, it was. Just, I had a very small circle, and I was like, hey, if there's people close enough to me, I don't mind telling that stuff because I really do care about them. and and maybe I'm not the most PDA person. I'm not mm-hmm. the most, you know, yeah. lovey-dovey person. Or I can come off as seemingly more logical than mm-hmm. emotional. Mm-hmm. But I do, at the same time, want to know, like, hey, you, you're, you're good people.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Like, I can say that for, for everybody in this room. Like, they're, y'all, I don't mess with anybody else. Yeah. Well, honestly, outside of here, I pretty much go home hang out with the family. Like, I'm yeah. not really trying to go out there and make new friends, not because I don't want to, but I'm just not... I've I've never been the biggest at it, but I've ran into good people. Mm-hmm. You know, even yesterday. Um, oh my gosh, super geeky day I had. I super geeky, huh? I went to. If um, you said I love you to somebody a, else? We're done. I didn't. <laughs> Tattooed removal appointment tomorrow. Remove the tat. Right, it will just have John instead of Jamal. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that's funny. I went to uh, like a board game store. That boy, John. Like the um, like the tabletop. Yeah. Stuff? Yeah. You know, because that was the one thing I never was as into was, like, the whole Dungeons and Dragons thing. But the lady got me into board games. Like, all these different kind of, like, geekier board games. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we went there, took the family there and stuff. And then I just ran to, We just ran to some guy in there. Um, but it was just cool to hear his story, you know. Because when you judge him on the outside, he's, you know, kind of a bigger Asian dude. So you're thinking, oh, well, you know, where the fuck is he from? But he had a thick German accent. that mm-hmm. I instantly was like, this cat definitely you know like even when yeah. he was talking to like this cast and so sure enough i, I asked him you know and like, he he's like oh yeah you know i was born in germany i was like i, I was like i knew you were and i was like mm-hmm. i just didn't want to come off mm-hmm. and presume you know and he kind of laughed he's like right because i look german and stuff his face laughed. is all
0: like a jealousy face right now i know you as you're telling interesting. His, no, this, his, just I, I just real, gotta interject very quick sorry
2: actually but no just the point was just talking to the dude i mean and he's i like i plan like, like on going to germany you should yeah but you should go sometime drink beer in Germany, mm-hmm. but you know what? The point is, though, I, I do enjoy meeting people. You know, I, I, and that's what I realized. Like as much as I've closed myself off, I enjoy meeting different yeah, people, you do. and I enjoy hearing different experiences because there's so much shit I don't know. Yeah, you know, and, True, and yeah. just wrapping up what you said with with books and you traveling and knowing, hey, there's more than just this street I live on in Pasadena. There's a world beyond there, and that's the same way I look at. It. I say the the smartest people in the world are the people that say. I don't know everything and the dumbest people in the world and say, I know everything I need to know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And so like that was, that's been like my journey. I mean, seriously, I started going into, you know, going back to like the whole journey of books and everything, those monographs. And I was thinking about that. I was looking for Chicanas. I really was. I was like, can I get a woman please? And then Mm -hmm. I started researching and I started reading because um, during high school I had researched a lot about like migration and Mexican American migration. And I, I was like, I know the women are out there and they're doing stuff. I just need to have them in print. And um, sure enough, like I, I started finding them a lot more. and what was what was phenomenal to me was like the fact that I could read chicanas in poetry. And read Chicanas and like these small vignettes. And read Chicanas in like these shorter books. And I was like, that's perfect for me. Like, I'm, I, I'm always so busy all the time that I always felt like at that time I was able to get into it. But more so importantly, as we're speaking now in 2017, is that when I go out to conferences or I go speak, You know, with Chicanas around there, when I went to to France to the University of Bordeaux and I heard Chicanas and non-Chicanos talking about Chicano literature, they were talking about women. They weren't talking about the men anymore. And so I think that there's a huge shift that has been happening in like... That's that that signifies a huge shift that I'm talking about right there. That that yeah noise. yeah. Someone you worked that out perfect right. We're gonna have to take
2: a piss apparently. So like
0: somebody walked out of their rock studio <laughs> right now.
2: I'm right back, bro. Gotta yeah. shake
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect intro to like what I'm gonna say. It's like right. it's like now, Chicana writers are are prevalent. Like they're out there, you know, and they've always been out there. It's just that now we're talking about. Who they are and their lives and that has that that inspires me right because I can flip it I can be like I can make some art then I get some inspiration from eating these like lemon chips that I'm eating right now Mm -hmm. and then like I can like have a poem and write some poetry or I can take some of that poetry and go into some artwork or I can flip it and like turn it into something else creative and like i've seen that trend with chicanas like we're super fucking creative like and and resourceful like we'll go in and we're like oh this inspires me this is my muse like i'm gonna use it and 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 so many of the times that i i think like i listen to music and that inspires me i read books that inspires me you know i always think about like the gravity of what a woman is and does and and who we are and and that inspires me
2: is that do you think you've seen that growth now for you know is that a brand new growth or is that something that's always been there but never really been mine because i think we've asked that back on a, a podcast because at least for me personally yeah. i was always curious about that i was like hey i always hear about a lot of you know black inspirations and black leaders and stuff yeah. But I was always curious about, you know, Latino and Latina leaders out there in the world because I just, I just wanted to know because I've only heard of, like, maybe, like, the most famous people, but even then I wasn't sure, you know, like, your Cesar Chavez, your Che Guevara's your Fridas, you know, mm-hmm. like, I was always curious, like, who else is out there? Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other names? I know you've dropped a couple of names already, but what are some of the other names out there you can get for people that they can look into and maybe get some knowledge dropped on them?
0: Ooh. especially
2: for the women especially women
0: I think okay the one I don't know what happened but there must be a spirit guide or something that's telling me this is Cheryl Luna
3: Let
0: me put that uh with an s and she's a poet and that's the one that that's just popping out in my head I recently and, and to answer your question and to go back to the question of like, do you think that this is new or resurgence or something like that? No, no, we've been here. You know, um, we've had way-ass
2: yes here, and oh, shout out, man! I didn't know she was born in El Paso. Yeah. She, okay, that's my that's my hood right there. Okay, shout, go that's out ahead. El Paso. My El Paso. Yeah. That's what's up, yeah. So that's I would
0: recommend reading from her,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, "Pity the Drowned Horses." There are some wonderful, wonderful stanzas that really exemplify what it is to 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 be a Chicana, and not in this sense like, hey, I'm a Chicana, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, hey, these are the things that I see, right? And that that's what attracts me to people when it's not fake. Like, I need you to be fucking authentic as fuck, and that's, I, you know what? Let me say this. First of all, I'm thankful that you guys wanted me to come because I rather do something like this and be around people who have this kind of fire and light and authenticity than be somewhere else where it's fake. You guys are not fake. You guys like I listen to your podcast and I'm cracking up. You know what I'm saying? She told me
3: that I'm I'm
0: cracking up because Mm -hmm. I get it. And you guys talk about things that that I understand and that I've seen. And I'm not bougie. Like, I'm not going to be like, yo, I made it. Like, I'm not, (laughs) like, you know, I went to college. I'm a sellout. Like, I mean, like, that's not, that's not even being a sellout. Like, that's, I like things who, that, 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 that are authentic. That's real. You know, I want real conversations with real people. And, um, her poetry is so fucking real. It's like, you can feel the dust around her—that's how real it is. You can feel the injustices because that's how heavy it is. And I don't think like that—that that Chicana poets have have gotten enough credit, yo. Honestly, to be to be truthful, so I don't think that this is a new thing. I think that this has just been something that just been kind of like simmering. Man, I'm about to say something. I may not, y'all may not like this out there, but you know, that's the kind of shit that's happening right now to us. I mean, I I, I do my art, and uh, number one, I do my art not to sell it. That's number one, you know, first and foremost. But I just see so many men that get so many opportunities, you know, and and I see so many women who are not acknowledged the way that men are in the art world. And I think that that, that shit needs to change. You know, it, it, it infuriates me. I mean, I do it for healing. I do it to express myself. I mean, it, it's different things that, you know, some days I'm, I'm focused on the human body. The next day I'm focused on injustices. The next day I'm focused on something else. So I know that it's not marketable, but Thakis, if you want to sponsor me, I'm down. <laughs> as I said before. Shout out. Shout out to thakies. Um, But um, I just don't see, I always feel like as women, again, you said this, we get disrespected so much that, it, that it's sad, you know, yeah, that, no that it's sad and it's, and it's pretty ridiculous because it's still happening now. But a lot of things are still happening now. I mean, fuck, racism is still happening now. Being killed for the you know, the color of your skin is still happening now. Yeah. Um you know, earlier I described myself as as uh, wet bag 5.0, updated. That shit's not going to change.
2: Go fuck yourself 4.0. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Right, <laughs> right. Right.
0: Uh I, I still remember the first time I was called a wet bag. I was I was in first grade. And, uh, it was a, it was a kid in my class and I was like, yo, he's dope. Like he got a karate class, you know, mm-hmm. todo eso, and, and, you know, he was cool looking. He had blue eyes and shit. You know, he had long hair. He'd be looking like the
1: videos on Cheto TV. Puto. Uh, hey, what's his name? What's, name? <laughs> what's his name, right? Hunter? Hunter. <laughs> <What'd you say>? <laughs> <laughs> that's so silly. Little fisher. <laughs> right.
0: And I remember I was like, yo, I want to be your friend. I mean, it's a first grader. You know, mm-hmm. that's how we talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to be a friend. And he was like, uh, I can't be a friend with a wet bag. Boy got popped in the face. Yeah, I or... I swear to God, that was the first time I engaged in some violent physical activity. I popped him in the face. And I remember I got in so much trouble. And during that time, we had to get popped. Yeah. Like we got spankings, you know, at school. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the principal's office and I remember I was crying and she was like, why are you crying? And I was like, because I'm being treated unfairly. And she was like, what do you mean? And I said, he's the one who should be in the office, not me. This is my barrio. Mm-hmm. He doesn't belong here. And I was trying to be his friend. And they called my mom and my mom came and my mom didn't spank me. You know, mm-hmm. that was the one day I didn't get an ass woman.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and she was like, "If saw me high, and I told her and she was like all right that went on and so she said the same thing yeah she was like why isn't he in the office you yeah. know i understand my my daughter hit him in the face but he deserved it yeah you know at that time my mom she acted in the correct way cuz i would have acted the same way and um ever since then that that stuck to me you know and i and i think like even now after having a son after, you know, being in this education game, after being, in, you know, an artist, after all this other shit. Like, even calling myself a Chicana artist, that's already rebellious in itself. Because mm-hmm. nobody else, like, nobody else has to say their their skin color or where they're coming from and then say, X blank artist. But I do. Because I feel like that's important. It's also important for people to understand that I say it as a commentary on how the fuck people act, because I'm a wetback 5.0, and I've had other versions as well.
1: But <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we'll acknowledge those versions. I just have to laugh on them because she had other versions, like other updates. 5.0. You know, about you like know when your computer's updates. Like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like <laughs> I thought of that. Like she has other updates. Was it 1.5? Going? Then I get interested. I'm like, wait a second. I'm, I'm yeah,
0: not I did, I did, and but like. You know, it's a commentary because people are like, damn, like, you're really calling yourself a wetback. And I'm like, yeah. Why? Why does it bother you? What What makes what? Why do you think it's fucked up?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know
0: what I'm saying? And, like, you're Mexican or Chicano or Latino or whatever. Well, you're dissing yourself. You're dissing us. You're di- Okay. Why? Think about it. But think about also how other people are looking at you. You ain't nothing but no motherfucking web back to them when they're dissing you, when they're taking away from you, whenever they're thinking about you. I mean, I heard this week straight up. I heard this week. In my profession, in my in my work, someone say, well, you know, I've, I've seen the Hispanics taking over our, our neighborhood. <laughs>
1: You probably bought the good up. You were gonna knock somebody out.
2: i part two. Nah, no, man. Like, yeah. I
1: mean, I, like you know, I'm about I, to update the 6.0 <laughs> <laughs> right I mean, now. She's hey. like, ah, uh, shit. God damn it. So <laughs> knuckles, uh, this, this update was not supposed <laughs> to come <laughs> till later. Stretching
2: out and stuff. Like, damn,
3: 6.0 about to
1: start. Oh, it about to seconds.
0: <laughs> and you know, I thought, I thought about that. I thought about that, and I was like, number one, uh, I'm not Hispanic. That was the name that was given to me when we were colonized. And still being colonized. I'm still fucking colonized right now. And, you know, that's number one. Uh, Number two, you said that we're taking over your neighborhood. Well, presumably, we're taking over your neighborhood. You know, And, and you're worried about your legacy. So, what you're saying is that I'm fucking inclusive about your culture, but you're not inclusive of my culture. And you don't think that my human value values your human value. And that my human value devalues your property. That's what you're saying to me. And that you have zero interest in knowing about me. But I should know about you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I always think about that and like I've been talking about this, this wetback update for a good while now, you know, and and, and even through my poetry, um, I'm gonna pull it up a little bit, even even through my poetry, I mean, I address it. I address it because it's been such a name that people want to ignore, that people want to like, put to the side. And I'm like, nah, 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 nah. see, because you're about to get deported. See, they're, they're about to exterminate us. They want to take your culture. They don't give a fuck about you. They give a fuck about themselves. So I, I just bring it to light. I bring it to light. Like, I, I, I got three languages, y'all. I got three linguas. I got English, Spanish, and resistance. Fuck y'all. That's all I got. That's all you give. you know. That's all I give myself for now. And um, so I, I, I do. I, I do realize that is controversial. But then I asked the question, why? Um, you know, I, I know that my, my parents don't want to hear it. And I know that most people want, excuse me, to, to sugarcoat it. And they don't want to like, even talk about the fact like, that some people, some people want to like, just brush it under like we're some kind of like fucking soap culture no we're not we're living we're here
2: you think that generation
0: what do you think what do you think by asking that question see because i learned yeah. a lot from learn from the questions that are asked about me
2: i mean i, I wonder that because at least it's funny you, you talk about that and i think about it, even on arian too yeah i think about what black folks i think about um a couple of things actually when you're saying that one was remember nas coming out with the you know, with, with the nigga album. You yes. know what I mean? And, yes. And that was a really big deal. Yes. And a lot of people are like, well, why are you going to call it that? And that was really divisive. Right. also think about randomly, I think about the the NAACP wanting to buy that word and then mm-hmm. have a funeral for it, which mm-hmm. I thought was ridiculous because I just felt like you're giving so much power to it that you're trying to buy the word and, and kill it. Like, yeah. nobody, nobody cares about that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, no one like that I didn't think I thought that was a little more silly so and then I think about of course when everybody said you know you know everybody say nigga Mm in general you know Mm -hmm. like and how they have turned that word which was you know a word filled with violent hate and turned it a lot into a little more of like you know that's your homie or that's your Mm -hmm. dude or whatever Mm -hmm. hey what's up that's my nigga right there that's that's my dude trying to water it down and and that one is still divisive because there's times I've said that and then older folks will come and they'll say you shouldn't be using that word yeah you know, because they come from different perspectives. So that's why I was, I was very curious to see if you saw that also as generational or if that's just, you know, no, a I certain see, segment. Of I group. mean,
0: I see it. I see it. But again, I say it with the sense of and from and from the viewpoint that I'm sensitive to the word. I knocked the motherfucker out for it. No. OK, one. And as I and there's no but there. There's no but, and I also realize that I'm a culture builder, and I have to highlight things. I have to say what it is. I I can't I can't be like, oh, you know, I'm I. Let's be nice about it and like let's kill you know let's kill the word and like let's put it in the coffin and then it's a dead word and we're never gonna use webback. No, because I casas that are using the word right now to form a weapon against me.
2: True that? Yeah. Right? Yeah.
0: And and there's a there's a government right now.
2: Yeah.
0: that wants me. And we're living in it. And I have a son that probably will never identify with what I'm saying. Thank God, I hope. But for right now, my my duty as an artist as a culture builder i have to say the word and i have to put myself in that word i have to be the word yo like i can't even excuse myself from the word though honestly because i if, if if someone looks at me right now honestly and they live my life you can't separate me from that word
1: yeah true you can't yeah
0: I I probably am like most of the descriptors that are fucking falling into that word. I I don't I don't live this pristine life. You've heard some of the stories that I have brought to the table. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Yo soy frijolera away. Like soy (laughs) like I'm at fucking Sharpstown Mall Plaza de Americas like fucking buying a faja like I'm I'm fucking dancing a guapango like. I yeah, got you're the fucking... first one
1: that can, that'll They'll be like, <laughs> they'll add the word to it. Yo,
2: that name change got me, though, with Sharpstown Mall. They changed the I just The, the, name, the like, name? what the fuck? <laughs> I, was, right, I, was like, right, I was like, am I right.
0: <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but I'm the first one, like, I, I, to not say the word and say like that I'm separated from it? Yeah. Okay, here, y'all want to hear this? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes.
1: sir. We want to hear a poem. Actually, I was going to ask you. If okay. You
0: I walked across the border, drunk with hollow dreams, mezcal. Range, the moon, and lowriders became a mirage. Here, mujeres and hombres dance among the crumbling walls. There are candles with little children crying, chain-lick f- fences. There is a butterfly close to death, and still I ran. I hurried through the fields of horses, rows of cotton, streets of dust. Pay phones rang on the corners of the cement and then my feet stopped and my hands laid on the side of my thighs and I stood there and I looked up to the sun and I mourned my breath. That's no credentials, man.